be in on the things of God. Such a wonderful time uh, of his glory. It is time for his glory, not not just even, it, the glory is now. It is The glory is now. Just even read in the paper today, I don't know if y'all saw that article about how Pentecostal churches in Africa are just booming, so, so booming that the Vatican is like trying to figure out what's going on. And, and what was the other, another, uh, the, anyway, some other hierarchy uh, was like, they're trying to figure out what's going on because Pentecostal churches are, it's happening, the glory, the glory's been poured out. And you're a vessel of glory. You are a vessel for God's glory. God's glory is not going, like uh, Brother Copeland prophesied, it's not coming in a cloud, it's coming out of you, hallelujah. Praise God. And the Lord spoke to me this morning in prayer, and he, he gave me, he spoke this scripture to me, and I had to figure out where it was. But he said to me, uh, preparing, pre preparing vessel, prepare vessels, not a few. And I knew that was a scripture, and it's 2 Kings chapter 4. Hallelujah. It had a little ring to it that I knew it was a scripture. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 3. And then he, and uh, we know that uh, this is the woman who, uh, uh, hallelujah, who, uh, Elisha was sent to, and he asked her, you know, what do you have in your house? And she said, well, I don't have anything but a little oil and a little meal. And uh, he told her, he told her in verse 3, he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And uh, the Lord didn't say it exactly that way. He said, prepare vessels, not a few. And then he just ministered to my heart that what he had been doing in these past years is he's been preparing vessels to hold his glory, and he didn't prepare a few. Amen. He prepared a bunch. Amen. Hallelujah. I was so impressed tonight how, how prepared you are to be a vessel of his glory. I was looking, and I know this is the Sunday night crowd, but especially this crowd, how prepared you all are to be a vessel of glory. And how full of the glory and of the light of God that you are, and how just, I don't know what it's going to take. God has the catalyst, I know that. But there's a catalyst coming, and it's just going to bust out of us all. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Yeah. Not just in the church, but in the church and, and in the marketplace and everywhere we go, that we are vessels and we've been prepared and, and not a few. We are vessels of his glory. Hallelujah. And I was impressed so in the prayer room tonight, Rachel was talking about the little kids in her class that she teaches in Shine. And I just, just, oh, and then we started praying right after she talked about that. And it just came up out of me how the little children are even vessels prepared full of glory and how the glory is going to come out of the little children. And in outpouring times, it always does. Anytime God does an outpouring, you'll always hear reports of, of children being supernaturally used. And I just want to you to and just let your children go. Let them be used of God because I'm expecting any day some kid to just come up here and glory of God start coming out of their mouth as they prophesy. I was thinking about, um, their, I think his name was Little David. And, uh, and little David it was in Richmond, Virginia. It, it, it was in this century. I don't know if it was in the 30s or 40s, but I think it was like that. And he had a miracle ministry in Richmond, Virginia, and he's just a little boy, a little David. 
His name was, they called him Little David, and he had a miracle ministry. God always uses children in outpourings. And, you know, one day we were driving along, me and Carter, and I said, are you going to be a preacher like your daddy when you grow up? And no, no, I didn't say that. I said, are you going to, are you, are you going to, are you a preacher? And he said, I, I'm going to be when I grow up like my daddy. And I said, well, you can be a preacher now like little David. He said, oh yeah, little David, he was watching the sheep. I said, no, not that little David. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, but he was telling me, oh yeah, little David. But I'm like, no, not that little David, another little David. And I was trying to tell him about it. And then I was remembering, and I was talking about this in the prayer room, but uh, how uh, Billy Brim and them talking about uh, the 100th anniversary of Azusa Street, which is coming up in April, how they were telling about how when the, when the, when this, when the Pentecostal outpouring began around the turn of the century, right before the turn of the century, actually, about, you know, there's always overlap, and back in the 1800s, that it started in Russia. And there was that remnant. God always has a remnant, you know. And even though the light had nearly gone out and, and a lot of the revelation that we have had been lost to the church, the revelation that Paul and Peter and James and John had had been lost to the church, that, uh, that, uh, uh, there was this remnant in Russia who were filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues. And they began to go over into Armenia. Armenia? Is you say it Armenia? How do you say it? They're Armenians, but how do you say it? Ar Armenia. Armenia. And so they began to go into Armenia. And they uh, took, they went in there and uh, they, they, they uh, started you know, ministering to and teaching a family, a last name of Shakarian. And y'all all know Demas Shakarian, who started full gospel businessmen movement. Well, anyway, the Shakarians were from Armenia. And so he began to minister to their family. And they said that there was a little boy prophet, a little boy who prophesied to the Armenians, get out of Armenia, go to America. And so the Shakarians left on the basis of this little boy prophet. They moved to America and moved to California, and of course you know the story of Full Gospel Businessmen, but they went because a little boy prophesied. And then the Germans, not too long after that, the Germans came in to Armenia, killed everybody. They would have been killed if they hadn't obeyed the little boy prophet. Anytime there's an outpouring, God uses the children. And so we should expect the children. The children in this church are full of God's glory. Amen? And, it's, it, and, and hallelujah, the, the, the glory is here. Hallelujah. The glory is here and the glory is inside of us. And you just respond in services to the glory. You respond whether it's giving. It's so important. I, I, I even said that last week because uh, pastor asked Chris or something, do you have something or something? And I said, and she said, well, I'm going to do something after the service. And I said, tell her to do it under the anointing. When you're going to do something, always do it under the anointing. When God tells you to do it, do it then. Do it under the anointing. Don't wait until after the service when the anointing is diminished. It's not the same. It's not the same. Do it under the anointing. Get up and walk across the room and whatever. And so there was things happening last week. And like Pastor said, listen below the surface of what is said. I know Ross said something last week. Brother Ross, he said something that, that it, I was quickened in the spirit, but it was below the surface. You'd think he's just talking. But you know, folks, we're not just talking. That's Hallelujah. And he said, uh, you can't, he said, he said, it's like trying to get four tomato plants off of one seed. And I thought, I want four tomato plants. That's what I thought. I thought, I don't want one tomato plant. And I had sowed a seed in the offering. I thought, no, I don't want one tomato plant. I want four. So that night, I sowed four seeds. 
that night. And you know, we went home. We got a check in the mail this week. Hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah. From a, 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 a a, a source hallelujah a, a god source it had to be a god source because it couldn't have been a it wasn't a natural human source and uh, and uh, and you know what else pastor uh, he said i need to borrow your hole punch and he went into my and i said well it's in that top drawer of my chest in my office and and he was going to punch some holes and when he came back through he said uh, what's that money doing in that desk in that drawer and I said, what money? <laughs> Hallelujah. And I run in there to my drawer, and there was $800 in this hidden in this drawer. You know, and I'm not sure if I hid it from myself <laughs> or if God put it in there. But anyway, I, you know, it's money found. I, I did not know I had $800 cash. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hidden in a drawer. Hallelujah. God's got money hidden all over this earth. The angels know where people have lost money, folks. They know where money's hidden. They know, you know, they know, you know, the other day I was, uh, I can't even remember, but I just threw a penny out the window of a car because, well, I didn't throw it out. I kicked it out because I didn't want to bend over and get it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so there's people that have left money. I left a penny in the parking lot. You know, I'm not going to leave much. I wouldn't have kicked out anything but a penny. And I actually, tell you the truth, felt sort of guilty about that. <laughs> Hallelujah. But there's money everywhere. There's money everywhere. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, glory to God. So, so it's a time, it, it, you know, it's a time of His glory. It's a, it's, a, it's a very special time. And for those of you that don't know, we'll just say this because you might not know, but next month, actually I think it's April 6th through 9th is the actual date, is the 100th anniversary of the Azusa Street outpouring. Azusa Street being in Los Angeles, California, where a great outpouring came and thousands and thousands of people came. Great persecution uh, came because of it. The papers actually uh, uh, said horrible things about the preachers and about the people and uh, about tongues, said they had, were having epileptic fits, that it was ep tongues was epilepsy. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they were saying all sorts of terrible things. And all the terrible things they said, all it did was cause more people to come. Hallelujah. And so it's the 100th anniversary of that. And I, you know, and I don't know if that has any significance, but I know a lot of people believe it does. I know that Brother Copeland and Miss Gloria and Billy Brim and all of them believe it does. And so about 100,000 people are gathering in Los Angeles the end of April for a, uh, a it, it's, they're not actually doing it on the anniversary. The anniversary is the 6th through 9th, but I think it's the end of the month when they're, they're actually gathering for this uh, 100th anniversary of Azusa Street. And so we're expecting things in April. Hallelujah. Expecting great things in April because one of the reasons we're expecting it is because uh, Brother Parr, Brother Parham had a Bible school in Topeka, Kansas, right around the turn of the century. And um, he, uh, they were, see, they had a, he had a big mansion there in Topeka, Kansas, and he had a Bible school in the mansion, and he had rooms where everybody could kind of have their own room, and he sent the students into each one to a separate room, and he said, I, I want, and he said, I want you to go and find in the Word uh, about this baptism of the Holy Ghost thing. 
And so when they all came back together, they'd all came to the conclusion that the baptism of the Holy Ghost was evidenced by speaking in tongues. And they realized that they did not have it. And so they began to seek God for this baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so on New Year's Eve of, of 1900, it would be December 31st, 1900, they're seeking God and praying in this Bible college for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And right after midnight on uh, January 1st, 1901, the, the uh, the, the Holy Ghost was poured out first on a woman who began to speak in tongues and then upon eventually, you know, on all the students and on Brother Parham. And so Brother Parham uh, prophesied. One of the things he prophesied was, is he said, this is the latter rain outpouring. And we know in Joel it talks about that there will be uh, 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 the former rain, the latter rain, and then, and then in James it talks about for us to wait and be patient because there will be a, the former and latter rain. There will come a time when the former and latter rain are poured out together. And Brother Parham prophesied that this is the latter rain. The former rain was in Acts chapter 2. Um, and when it was poured out on the day of Pentecost. And then this in 1901 was the latter rain. And he said in about a hundred years it will be the former and latter rain together in about a hundred years. And like I said this morning, uh, we've been believing this for a long time and we've invested everything we have. And I know people might not understand that because nobody can really know what we've invested. But we've invested everything we have, strength, physical, financial, uh, even to the point of taking a risk, even to the point of, you know, not preparing for, uh, we're not preparing for retirement because we're not the retirement generation. Hallelujah. But anyway, we are investing everything we have, believing not only to, 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 to prepare for this time, but to get to this time. And to, to, to get people like you to this time and to have a place prepared for this time that, that God has been talking to us about for since 1980, when, he, when we started listening in 1980. Amen? And so we've invested in this time believing that this former and latter rain outpouring was coming. And there's been many times that we heard prophecies and we said, oh, this is the year. But you know, now we've come to the fullness of time. You know, and we've got blessings throughout the years when we believe. You know, you're always going to get blessed when you believe. And, you know, we sang songs. Oh, so appropriate tonight. I mean, Chris was led by the Spirit when she picked out the songs because she sang about uh, the resurrection power is moving in this hour. We, we've never been in an hour when there was more, there, the, where there's more resurrection power. And then the last song we sang, though, I thought it was so appropriate, and it was, it was saying exactly what the Holy Ghost was saying when it says... Uh, uh, I will worship you, Jesus, lover of my soul. And then the very last part, it says, I will worship you until the very end. Amen. And family, that is so important because so many people don't make it to the end. They start, but they're not finishers. When times get tough, they start, you know, and things are good. You know, I don't know how many times we've, we, times have been tough. I, there's been, I, don't, I know if you've been in this any length of time, you've had some glorious times, but you've had some times when you just had to go through. And the only way, the, well, sometimes the only way out is through. You just got to press on through. And it, but it's so important that, that right now that you make it until the very end. That you keep on until the very end. Amen? 
Hallelujah. Because there's a reward for those that hang on and make it to the very end. Hallelujah. And so the, 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 the Lord is, is, is talking to us not only in the messages, but He's talking to us in the songs we sing. He's wanting us to know, you know, worship me until the very end. There's a reward for those that make it until the very end. I want to read from, um, the, uh, a pro we read a prophecy this morning from Brother Copeland. I'm not getting to my message, but I feel like this is what the Holy Ghost wants to say tonight. Hallelujah. So I'm going to read a pr another prophecy from Brother Copeland that was delivered on March 3rd, 2006. So just a few days ago, this prophecy came forth. There is a tsunami of His glory in the making right now. There are born-again men and women around this world who will never, ever experience the glory of God coming out of them. Because even though it is in there, it has been choked and it has been put down by fear mostly and by doubt, which is fear, and by unbelief, which is fear. Fear administered by religious hierarchy and demons sitting in the places of pulpits. It has come because of men putting other men under their heel. The only thing, saith the Lord, that I did not give man dominion over was other men. I called you to lead other men, not dominate them, and I don't dominate them, and I don't intend for you to or anybody else. And there are those that the only way they will make the rapture of the church is by being jubileed in because of the unbelief and the fear that has impregnated the congregation. And as an act of my love, I'll allow them to experience the glory and moments of it in order to jubilate them into a place. Give them a shout of glory. Give them the joy of the Lord so that they can rise up to a place above that fear and unbelief and meanness to other Christians. Family, it's so important that we not be in meanness towards other Christians. In our thoughts, even in our feelings, and even in, especially in our words, that we be in, that we walk in love. And you know, folks, and Billy and Sister Billy and Miss Gloria talked about this week how Brother Hagen said, "Not everybody's going to go with us. There'll be people that fall by the wayside." Not ever, you know, the, far, the farther we walk, the narrower the path gets, and the more that fall by the wayside. Hallelujah. Not everybody will go. You know, we just got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. You just got to keep focused on Jesus. Because, you know, if you, if you try to focus on that too much, what will happen is you'll be one that doesn't make it to the very end. You'll be like Colin preached one night. You'll take up a second-hand offense. That it wasn't your offense, but, you'll, but you'll, they'll say something. You'll go, yeah, what about that? You know, maybe, and sometimes we just don't have enough facts to make a, to, to make a true judgment call of what should have been done or what should have been said. And sometimes, you know, in order to walk in love, you can't tell everything that's going on in a body like ours. Hallelujah. And so we just, just keep our eyes on Jesus. And just make sure you're hanging in there. Just make sure you're coming until the very end. That you're staying on track. And keep it, you know, I don't want to miss the glory because I got offended because some other preacher got offended. And you know, there, you may think, well, pastor's exempt from this. But there's so many offended preachers, offended at somebody. I mean, we have all sorts of opportunities to fight among ourselves. The preachers do. Even in the faith movement. I mean, we have so many opportunities to take sides. Hallelujah. But, you know, it's just, it's not worth sacrificing the glory for. It's not worth it. And, you know, the fact, the fact is, we learned a long time ago, you just, it's just, you're not going to change it. You're not going to change their mind, no matter what you do. You're not going to change people's mind. 
You won't change. You say, I know that sounds kind of fatalistic or kind of hopeless, but you don't change their mind. They change their mind when they sometimes wake up and they come to themselves. You know, with the prodigal son, you notice the father where the prodigal son was concerned, he wasn't out in the pig pen trying to beg him to come back. He just stayed home, kept the rancher running, kept fattening up the calves, kept the, kept the ranch in good shape because one day the prodigal son came to himself and the prodigal son came back. And that's God's way and that's God's plan. Hallelujah. It's not for the father to leave the ranch and go and, and leave the, 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 and even to leave the son that was there serving, you know, and go after the, and go after the wayward one. No, that's not God's plan. Hallelujah. That's not God's way. It's not God's way for pastors. It's not God's way for you. Hallelujah. I know George Pearson said, and you may not understand this, but he says the ninth gift of the, no, excuse me, the tenth gift of the Spirit is goodbye. And sometimes we just got to have the gift of goodbye. And we don't, do we like it? No. We're trying to build something here. Not trying to in, decrease, but sometimes you just got to say bye. And I just want to remind you that uh, all is well. All is well. And I am so impressed and so thrilled about the vessels that God has got here prepared and full of His glory that are ready to be used and eager to be used. I was thinking about Rachel and how so ready and eager to be used by God that she is. Amen? I mean, I was just thinking, and that's just one. We've got a bunch of people in this church that are eager, ready, and, and full of His glory, and they're so ready to be used of God. Hallelujah. And so let's get thrilled over what we've got. Hallelujah. Because God doesn't need, God doesn't need anything. He doesn't need anything. We'll talk about that more some minute. Let me finish the prophecy. <clears throat> ah, but there is a people alive and on the earth today that are wake, wake, walking in the light of the knowledge of the glory, and they are the ones. And many, many, many of them are here in this place tonight. I don't know where he was at. And in the overflow rooms tonight. And in every city, that's us, across the nation, every city around the world, there's somebody that's in my word and listening to my voice. That's, that's God. That's us tonight. That's us. Hallelujah. And the glory's rising. And the glory's rising. And the power is rising. And the river is rising. And the flood is on the way. The flood is on the way. The rain is coming. Only this time it's not coming out of the clouds from above. It's coming out of the clouds that are here. The people, the building blocks of the body of Christ, the glory is in you. And as you pray in one place and as you intercede for a person, for a family, for a church, for a county, for a city, for a state, for a nation, all the way around on the other side of the world, it'll stir the glory of God in some pastor, some missionary, some believer, and it'll begin to spread. And you don't even know who they are yet, but the light comes up over here and the light comes up over there and the lights are coming together. It is time for the glory. The glory's here. It's not coming someday. This is called the glorious gospel. The glory 
glory is in his word. The glory is in his name. The glory is in your bosom. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so encouraging words uh, from God tonight. And I just want to remind you that the prophet said, remember when Steve Sampson was here about three or four weeks ago. I don't remember when now. But I remember he just kind of did his hand like that. And he said, uh, I'm taking care of everything up there. Hallelujah. Just remind God's just remind us he's taking care of everything up there. And you know, um, in the book of Revelation, it never talks about when, when worship is talked about in the Bible, it never talks about, oh, they had an awesome worship team and the worship team led them and the worship team it, no, it always talks about, no, it doesn't talk about the worship team. doesn't really matter what the worship team really does. I mean, praise God, they're, they're hooked up with us. And, uh, but, you know, we don't need anything. Uh, I was thinking about you because I was thinking about, um, mm, hallelujah, hallelujah, on Azusa Street. They, you know what they had for an instrument? A guitar. They had a guitar. And they had several different guitar players. Hallelujah. And they had a guitar, and I thought about Jonathan. Amen. I thought, well, how appropriate. Amen. Hallelujah. And, uh, uh, but in the book of Revelation, it always says, it, t it doesn't talk about uh, the voice of the praise team. It says the voice of the multitude. Amen. You know who the true worship leaders are in this church? You know who's supposed to push them over the edge? Right out here. Right. We're the multitude. And we're so supposed to raise our voices. The Bible says in Revelations, the voice of the multitude was like the voice of many waters. We were the, the congregation so praising God. That's when the glory's going to fall. Not when the worship team gets a new, really good song that's a real toe tapper. The best songs sometimes are not even the new ones anyway anymore. You know, a lot of them, I, know, I, I noticed a lot of them don't have the name of Jesus in them anymore. The new songs. They don't. And, and, they, and, and they don't have the blood either. Have you noticed that? My dad said something. I'm kind of going on. See, I told you a lot of rivers flowing. But my dad said something to us this week, and it just floored me. Because I said, man, the mighty have fallen. <laughs> the mighty have fallen. If this is true, what he said, and I don't know that it is. It might have just been one woman. But he was walking into Sunday school a couple of weeks ago, and he said he said something. And he doesn't even remember what he said. But one of the women said, oh, and it was about the blood. He said, the one woman said, oh, we don't talk about, as us Baptists don't talk about that anymore. That's too gory. We don't talk about the, the, the blood anymore. We don't sing about the blood anymore. So I asked him, I said, Daddy, have y'all sang any songs on the blood? And, and he said, well, you know, I don't, I don't remember. You know, he's not paying attention to what they're singing, you know. And uh, I don't know. You know, it seems I don't remember, you know, and I'm like, and so, you know, this woman, I don't know if she knew what she was talking about or not. Hopefully she didn't. Hopefully she was just spouting off and it was an isolated case. But if that's true, I said, man, if the Baptists aren't talking, I knew the Methodists had thrown the blood out, and excuse me if you're a Methodist, and I knew that the, uh, it, it, and maybe that's not every church, because I know that there's some churches that are still hanging on to some things. And, and you know what I'm saying? You know, there's some Baptists that are spirit-filled too. But uh, so, so not every, so I'm not, but, and I knew the Presbyterians that, that some of the decisions in hierarchy had been to get rid of the blood and stuff in the hymnals and stuff. I knew some of those things. But man, when the Baptists fall, hallelujah, praise God. Well, uh, Melissa had a word in the prayer room tonight. She said, I got the word Exodus. And I thought, you know, if that's true, there'll have to be an Exodus. 
They can't stay. They can't stay if that's true. Hallelujah. There'll be a, there'll have to come a division. Don't matter if mama's there or not. Don't matter if you don't matter who's there. When it comes to our, when it comes to Jesus and it comes to the blood. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so, uh, so it's the, it's, it's our voice. It's the, it's the congregation. Don't, let's don't sit back as a congregation. And I know we're not, but let's just be encouraged in this, not to wait on the worship team to have something. Oh, let's come up and let a mighty voice of a multitude come out, come up from this church in every service. And I've been sensing that actually. That's actually been happening. But we can make it happen more. Hallelujah. We can cause a voice of a multitude and praises to God. I don't know, but we got you y'all family, you don't have to think very hard to think how thankful you ought to be. I, you could read, I told Pastor today, I was reading the, the Tuscaloosa News in the first section. I said, the whole world is in chaos. I mean, every headline was about some country where they're rioting or bombing or fight. I said, the world is in chaos. But look what God's done for us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we don't have to look far to find something to praise God for. And Pastor, you know, just hearing the teaching on the blood covenant, don't have to go far to, 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 to have something wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, to, uh, to be thankful for. And you know, uh, speaking of people, thinking of people in praise and worship. And you know, Brother Osteen used to say, follow the divine flow. And I don't know, if the, and he's talking about the divine flow of love. And there was a flow flowing towards you, James. Just such a flow of God's blessing and of God's reward. And God just said to me, he said, um, there's promotion in the kingdom for James. That's what he said. There's promotion in the kingdom because God has seen. See, God sees when nobody else sees. And he said, there's promotion in the kingdom. Now, I don't know if that's a title necessarily, but I tell you what, there's lots of ways for God to get promotion to you in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I just felt that flow, that flow of love. Why don't you come on up here and let Pastor and I pray for you tonight. We're just fleeing, being led by the Spirit. And if, if God wanted to flow something, let's flow it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise I, God. I come on up this. here close and I won't even have to step. I'll be as tall as you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Almost. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, almost. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Life of God. Life of God. Even as the heart of David that just stood by the sheep. Just stood by the sheep. Mm -hmm. Got the opportunity to do battle. Yeah. Just standing by the sheep. Mm -hmm. Smote the bear. Smote the lion. Prepared for the battle. Mm -hmm. Prepared for the, for the mm -hmm. confrontation. Yes. For the encounter. Where God would be glorified and slayed the giant. Hallelujah. There's giants in your path and they're already afraid. They're already cowering. They're already looking the other way because James is coming in the glory and the power and the ability Ooh. of God. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed Praise to be a God. blessing, not just in your house, mm. not just in your life, mm -hmm. but blessed to impart, mm -hmm. to make a way, to mm -hmm. clear the path, mm -hmm. to open up, 
to, to, to set in and to deposit for. In Jesus' name, the name of the glory of God shall be known by the utterance, yes. by the by yes. the by the utterance mm -hmm. and by the the the, the countenance mm -hmm. of the vessel here, prepared vessel, submitted unto God. Yes. In Jesus' name. And you passed up, the Lord said you passed up some marvelous right. opportunities to stop, to give up, to be offended, to uh to, to grow weary, to be tired, but you pass those opportunities up and God said, and so there's promotion for you because you chose. Amen. You chose right. You chose to keep yeah. on going. And you know what he just said to me? He said, you know, he said, you're going to get the opportunity to use your vocal gift also. That, you, uh -huh. that you've been patient and you've waited and so it's gonna, there's going to come an opportunity to use your go vocal gift. And here's what he's saying. Amen. It's going to be a greater opportunity than had you took the first opportunity. Hallelujah. It's going to be a greater opportunity for the vocal gift to be heard. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And, and the Lord said, I'm going to reward you. Um, uh, you've, messed, you've made some mistakes in some areas, but I'm going to reward you for your love walk. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise in God. Jesus name. I'm going to reward in you for your Jesus love walk. Name. And so um, the, the, here's what the word of the Lord is. Strengthen, be strengthened with might in your spirit and the inner man to keep on keeping on because all of this stuff won't happen immediately. But from this day forward, it will begin to unfold and it'll be a trickle at first. And you might not even notice it, but just be encouraged that the, that the anointing is increased upon your life. The glory is increased upon your life. And, um, and, uh, and God's found you faithful and God's uh, called mm -hmm. you out I just heard this. He's called you out from, it says in Psalms I believe that he called David from out from following after the sheep to be a leader. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Praise God. Thank you Lord. Well hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Praise God. Mm. Ooh, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now what do we talk about? Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, do you have something to flow from there? We could tag team. Hey, Colin, you got something? Chris? We can flow. Jonathan? Hallelujah. Hey, well, yeah, you want to use that vocal gift right now? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Well, let's praise the Lord just for a minute. Praise you, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for your glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Well, let's look over in Hebrews. Chapter 11, thank you, Jesus. I was just quickened to this scripture. Like I said, none of this is prepared tonight except by the Holy Ghost. But I've got a great message that I hope I can use another time. Hebrews 11. Because I was so quickened to this uh, just a while ago, but also in just recent days, Hebrews 11, 6. 
which says, and especially the last part, but we'll start with the first part, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so if I had any word for tonight for this congregation, I would say to you, just don't ever forget God's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That you, what you've done has not gone unnoticed by God, what you've done has, you know, your seeking of Him, even in being in church, even in prayer, has not gone, gone unnoticed by, by God. And so just be aware, He's a rewarder and expect a reward. Hallelujah. Not just financial, but, but spiritual rewards. Hallelujah. I mean, I think we've been trained, and it's good, because the generation before us wasn't trained to expect financial reward or or the reward of earthly blessings. But our generation, in, in the word of faith anyway, got trained to expect the earthly blessing and financial reward. But let's don't forget also to expect what our forefathers expected, which is the, the spiritual reward. Hallelujah. Those promotions in the Spirit, oh man, they're awesome. Hallelujah. So he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So that's something that I'm quickened to tonight. Hallelujah. So be faithful. Be faithful. The Lord's saying to be faithful and just keep on. Just keep on. Hallelujah. Praise God. I think we should pray uh, for some people. Hallelujah. To be, Pastor. Hebrews 6.10. Okay. Hallelujah. You know, more and more, we should have services like this. Where the Holy Ghost just can go and they're not, uh, they're different. So this is different. Hebrews 6.10 For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward His name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. So yeah, that's what we were saying. Is God's not forgotten and He's not unrighteous and He's not going to forget. Praise God. Your labor of love. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Do you have something? know this um that that we're right at, at word of life church we're right at a turning point and there's going to be there's going to be people that have been preparing for one thing are going to god's going to put you in another place mm -hmm. and your your immediate temptation is to say but i'm comfortable there and i had great plans there and i had a vision there why would i want to go over there but you know we're going to follow the holy ghost mm -hmm. and we really don't have a position except to be uh, a servant of the Lord. We're sons, but we, we interface as servants. So uh, what I would encourage us to do is just to say, I'm already ready. I'm already happy, and I'm already ready. Just put me back there wherever, however. I'm already happy. Say, I'm already happy. I'm already happy. Yeah, when you're already happy, it doesn't matter where, because that's where the glory is, is where he's assigned you to. But I know that we're, we're, we're fixing to move some people in the Lord, He's given us some direction to plug in. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Well, I know what we're supposed to do now is we're supposed to pray. Hallelujah. So we're not going to take a long time, but we're going to pray tonight because one of the things God, he, you know, He's called us and you know, uh, you, this church has been faithful in this area. I talked about we had invested us all that we had really in the kingdom. And I know you have too. I'm not just talking about us. I could sit down and name people in this building tonight that had invested. They had gambled in a sense. It's, it's not a gamble because we know we're led by the Spirit. But they, the world would call it a gamble in that we've invested all we have into the kingdom. And so, uh, and so that's sacrificial giving. That's what that is. God's not, He's noticing. He noticed. But God's calling this church to something now. 
and he's calling us to sacrificial prayer. We know about sacrificial giving. We got used to that. Pastor and I are real used to that. I know you are too. But now he's calling us to sacrificial prayer, which is what some of us, probably most of us in this room, aren't used to. Hallelujah. Maybe Miss Jean, because she's had a lot more years in it than us. But the, God's calling us to sacrificial prayer. And so here's how we're going to pray tonight. We'll pray, and we'll just pray in the Spirit. And, uh, but uh, uh, turn to Isaiah, and this because this will show you how to pray. Because this is what God's called us to do for Him. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 62. And if you look in uh, verse 6, Isaiah 62, verse 6, you'll find out that Isaiah is talking about prayer. Because he says in verse 6, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem. Many times in Scripture, prayers are referred to as watchmen. Because you know in the New Testament it says watch and pray. Hallelujah. So I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day or night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence, and give him no rest till he establish, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. So he's talking about prayer. That's what we're establishing the fact of. Then go down to verse 10. He says, go through. This is what we're going to do tonight. Go through. Go through the gates. Prepare ye the way of the people. Cast up. Cast up the highway, gather out the stones, lift up a standard for the people. In prayer, we prepare a way. We, we build a highway to make it easy to walk into the things of God. Sometimes that involves binding, loosing, and things like that, removing stones out of the highway. But sometimes it's just by confessing the word, pouring asphalt. We're just pouring asphalt by confessing the word, by praying in tongues. Amen. So we'll start out tonight praying in tongues, but I want to encourage you when you pray. If the Lord speaks a word to you, like the word that came to Melissa, Exodus, then when He gives you a word in prayer, He means for you to speak it out in English under the anointing. Say, even if you don't, don't you know, Proverbs chapter 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, not to lean to your own understanding. And when you hear something from the Holy Ghost and you discredit and say, Oh, I don't know what that means. That's stupid. I don't know anybody. You are leaning to your own understanding. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, it says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. And when you discredit what the Holy Ghost gives you and figure it out and say, Oh, that's I don't know what that means and so I don't understand it. You are being wise in your own eyes. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Do not lean to your own understanding. If you get a word and it's purple polka dotted people eater, you say it out. And you just trust God. You trust God to use your word because remember, He has to have your words in the earth to do anything. Absolutely. Amen. So let's, if you want to stand up, you can sit down if you want to. If you sit and pray, you sit and pray. If you stand up and pray, you stand up and pray. Hallelujah. And, uh, uh, but if you want to walk and pray, walk and pray. But let's pray for just a minute or two, a few minutes, not long. I don't know how long. But let's just pray and let's prepare this way. Hallelujah, that God wants prepared uh, for the glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe I'll read that in Proverbs 3. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. That's going to be so important in these last days that we don't lean to our own understanding. 
and not judge things with our own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean to your own understanding. In prayer, don't rationalize it out with your mind, what God tells you to do. And uh, as you trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding, the Holy Ghost said, He said, people that you don't even think could ever come in are going to come in. Amen. Hallelujah. People that you thought m m would probably come in, they may not. Not everybody's going to. But the Lord said, there's some people you never dreamed they would come in to the things of God. And they're coming in. Amen. So don't tr trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean into your own understanding. Hallelujah. Praise God. And you know, and this is the last thing I think I'll say, I think. You know, we just read in Hebrews where it said, uh, what was that, Hebrews chapter 6? I'm going to have to go there to... Hallelujah. Hebrews 6. No? What was, what, what was that scripture you told me to read? 16 what? 16. 16. I'm 16. <laughs> 16. Well, I was looking for verse 16. <laughs> for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Hallelujah. And I don't have a clue what I was going to say about Hallelujah. It's unrighteous to forget. Hallelujah. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And y'all just get the interpretation of that by the Holy Ghost because I had something real special to say about it, but it just left me. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's stand up together. Praise God. Hallelujah. You have anything else, Pastor? Hallelujah. Well, anybody else have anybody need prayer?